you know, my mother said that, you know, she could feel me kicking in the womb. She could feel me going crazy. The fetus was just going nuts uh, as they started. And uh, obviously what I get from that and from hearing that story and then being who I am now and seeing what my hands look like, you know, it's like the whole entire time it was happening, I was covering my face and I was guarding myself. And as it started to happen, the only thing that I can show for it was these scars on my hands. And uh, it's crazy to even think about how an abortion can start and my mother can get something in her mind, something would click in her mind and she'd be like, no, stop, I'm, I'm done. And then for me to be born, Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on The Killing Fire, I've got... uh, the brothers from another mother here. I've got Rob and Kenny Ferguson. They just happen to have the last name, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and uh, we all sit in a circle of men uh, tied to Zoe Ministries uh, every week. And um, I've gotten to know, I've known Rob for many years, many years, and, and just it's been awesome growing together, honestly, brother. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny, you and I don't know each other super well, but we've sat in a circle. I've kind of heard your story, which is crazy, amazing. And uh, so I just want to, like, uh, get you guys together and kind of talk about a little bit of what I've heard through the last year with, with, with you guys. So why don't we start with you, Rob? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Thanks, Troy. I, I love the uh, kindling uh, fire, and I, I love uh, what it what it does uh, and how it speaks to men. So thanks for uh, asking Kenny now to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm 46 uh, in commercial finance. Uh, have a wonderful wife. Be 15, married 15 years next year. Uh, two beautiful kids. I had walked for several years in recovery, and understood the the 12th step, which uh, says. Having had a spiritual awakening, you know, as a result of these steps, we try to practice these principles in all our affairs and help others to recover. Yeah. And my premise is, is we're all we're all recovering from something. So, rather than assuming that everybody has alcoholism or drug addiction or porn problems or or whatever they have, uh, that everybody's got a struggle of their own. And so, uh, this message uh, that Zoe brings um, was something I just you know, passionately identified with, and, and God just laid it on my heart to help to get guys back into this story. So, um, how's that? That was freaking awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny, what's up? What's up? What's up? So, tell us a little about yourself. Um, Kenny, I'm 34. Uh, been married to my wife for 12 years now. Maybe 13 years in 2018. Uh, we have three beautiful sons and one on the way 
today, 10 o'clock, I'll find out if I'm having a boy or a girl. Uh, so that'll be number four. Tell, tell me a little bit about how you guys knew each other and, and sort of how it ended up that, he, that you guys were together at the Zoe retreat. I, I, I carried these books, Heart of a Warrior, from Michael Thompson um, in, in my truck, and I saw him, like the kids were at a camp one day, and he and his family were in there at this place, and I said, bro, I got something for you. And I uh, gave him the book, and, and then uh, he, 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 read, he started reading it. And as a result, he's like, what's up? You know, and um, so I said, well, this is, this is just the beginning, man. I need you to go with me on this retreat. And so I was able to get him in the truck. So, so let's, let's stop there for a minute. So what do you think, what's your perspective of, of his interest or his... Man, this guy's a freak. Well, I'm going to the reality of it is, the transparency of it is, is that I was having problems in my marriage, and I had messed up, and I did what I did, and at the end of the day, it was either my family or getting right with God, and the reality of it is, people won't ever say that. They won't ever be transparent enough and say, hey, look, man, I fucked up. It's that simple. Yeah. I fucked up, yeah. and if I'm really sincere about it, then I'm going to allow myself to kind of like tell those walls and be like, you know what, mm, that facade's kind of time to go. It's not really a facade for me because that's who I am. Right. right? Even, even, even in this transformation stage, I'm still the way that I am. Yeah. I still don't allow people to be uh, close to me or get close to me or know what my next move is, and that's just who I am. Right. Um, but it takes the consistency. Right? You think about how water runs on a rock, and you think about the waves in the ocean, about how constantly they go back and forth in the oceans of the earth and how the earth turns. And that's what caused the waves to go. And eventually, that rock turns into sand. It turns into sediment, right? Uh, so it takes a man who is like a rock. His heart is like a rock. It's hard. It's black, like mine. And it takes the consistency of a wave or the love of Jesus or the love through someone from God to break that down into sediment. That's really what we all are, right? Mm -hmm. They tell us that we, we turn to dust yeah. uh, when we die, all right? I was a guy that never never understood that. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. that makes no sense to me. Yeah. But then when you read the book, and you, you think about what a heart of a warrior means, yeah. right? I'm like in the first parts of that warrior stage, but the heart's not there. So having this book and being able to see other people live the way that the book talks about yeah and to have this type of fire and intensity uh, is really what some people need you got to meet people where they are you got to yeah. catch people at the right moment and that's basically what it was for me is that i was going through what i was going through with my wife and my family and the verge of losing everything again right yeah uh to being in the galaxy and be like, hey, that's Rob. Hey, you know, at first I saw Abigail and I saw Trey. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hey, what's good? You know, I'm talking about. And then I see this dude in the parking lot. That's how it happened. He's like, man, I got something for you. I'm like, man, yeah, all right, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because think about it. You know, when you're when you're here, when you're at the bottom, yeah. When you're when you're when you're struggling, right? And somebody's do, reaching out. You'll you're do like, anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You should do anything. Any smart, wise person would do anything. Yeah. Right. To at least start the process. Yeah. And that's kind of how uh, that dynamic started as part of that story. Uh, and that's being a whole, that's being straight up 100% transparent. Yeah. That is when I was at my lowest of my low. Mm. Right? Most men won't allow themselves to be vulnerable to mm -hmm. be open in that. That's why they retreat and they hide. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? I was out there. I was trying to be a better husband. I was trying to be a better father. You're trying to save his you know, I was trying to be a better guy. Yeah. And then, boom, I get this book. Now, you guys heard me tell Michael in the beginning. I thought this was a fluke. Yeah, sure. This is. I thought this was a bunch of BS. Yeah. It's the truth. I'm just being 100% honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fluke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, awesome. It's not. It's and not. There's, and there's a lot, of, a lot of men that don't believe that there's actually a better life, quality of life that you can actually live than what they've known and experienced. But we are testimonies Amen. that it's there. Yep. But if you've never lived it. Yeah, I know. And you find it. You want to grab onto it. And you want to practice that, which I keep telling my kids, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. It makes progress. Yeah. What you practice makes progress. Mm-hmm. And if this book is a stepping stone and a starting point at that line, for most guys like me, that is the stepping part. That's how you get going. Yeah. And by doing this practice, yeah. I'm not becoming a perfect Christian. I hate all these, oh, you get right with God, you become, dude, listen, just be real with people. Meet people where they are. Uh-huh. Keep it real, right? Be 100% real with people. Yeah. And just say, look, man, it's going to be a struggle. This is going to be tough. So, so there was an event, uh, I guess it was an event, where basically you guys are at the retreat. You ended up going. You guys are there. You're circling up. And then basically stuff starts I don't know if it was at the event you started kind of opening up like here's the real deal. What? How did that? What happened there? Well, it was more of an intimate thing. It, it, it was more of a one-on-one thing. No, no. Okay. We uh, so for the last four years, um, God has just laid it on my heart. It's, it's usually been journey guys and then some of our Wednesday morning guys, yeah. and we're in a we're in a cabin together, and, and after the message after Thursday nights. Um, you know, when, when we've got there and, and yeah. we've seen some s- stuff on Thursday night and people were like, golly, you know, whoa, this is just like, you know, yeah. it's, oh, it's kind of wow. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I've kind of challenged those other guys that, that have, that are alumni. Hey, let's, let's get the guys to circle up. It, it was kind of set the table a little bit for some of these newer guys that yeah. maybe the, the, the guys are there for the first time to have a, a better understanding and so or a chance to share some of their story yeah. to get past the pose and let them know they're in a safe place. Yeah. And, and so uh, the question I throw out on Thursday night is, hey, what are you anxious for or anticipating and how God might show up for you? Um, Kenny had gone rode up with uh, Greg and a couple other guys um, and, 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 and said, guys, I'm going to tell you my story, but I ain't telling. I ain't, ain't going to be up here telling everybody else. And, and then there was another group of guys that were uh, in another car and then another group of guys in another car. So there was about 12, 15 of us in our room. And then this young, young lad was with us, uh, Chris, and, and man, it was powerful. He, yeah. this, this guy shared his story. Yeah. And there had been so many parallels in how he was affected and, 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 and I had been led to know a little bit about what had been said in the truck on the way up, that, that Kenny's story was powerful and real, and, and, but we probably won't hear it in the room. But anyway, it, Chris's story and what I had heard about Kenny's story, I knew, I knew there was something going on and God was going to do something crazy. And man, as a 46-year-old grown man, it, just, it makes me well up in tears just talking about how powerful that night was, and then the next night, and then the next night, in that room, and 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 so it was. Uh, it was a very special 
uh, few nights in, in what God did and, and knitting the hearts of these men to let them know they're not alone. Yeah, and, and just well done. You set the table, bro. It's all, it's all I do. Thank you. Yeah, it, was, it was good. It was good. I mean, Rob and Ed were, were in the room by themselves. They're talking, you know, about, you know, their stuff. And you can tell it's personal. And I just wasn't feeling it. Right. You know, to be honest. I mean, I walked in there like, mm, yeah, I'm good. But, mm, you yeah. know, like, you know, but I knew, uh, you know, within myself that, you know, there were obviously some changes, right? I went up on the mountain knowing that, uh, it was all or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew that I had, I had, I had been asking God, like, I, I once knew you, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I once knew you. I once walked with you, heavy, you know, as a missionary in high school, uh, being in all sorts of countries that grown men, men who are in the 50s, 60s, will never in their life experience. Uh, I had the opportunity to do a lot of great things, um, you know, with, with God and. Uh, but I was doing it for all the wrong reasons, though. I was doing it because I was running away from my troubles uh, and from my issues, and I thought that that would uh, allow me to kind of fit in and hide and be like the, uh, you know, be like the sympathy kid. You know, hey, this kid's in foster care, and, you know, he's going through X, Y, Z, the third. You know, he has nightmares. Um, You know, he can't function, and you know, around, you know, normal people. So, you know, he wants to be involved in youth group. That was my excuse. Mm. Um, and I used it for as long as I absolutely could. Uh, so I did get to go and, and do uh, great things. And I, I thought that I was walking with God, but in reality, I wasn't. I was doing it for my own game. And although I was doing God's work uh, by going to India, Africa, Mexico, Haiti, Dominican Republic, and doing all these things and experiencing miracles um, and literally seeing the hand of God uh, every single day on the people of those countries, um, I still allowed myself and my selfishness to take that over. So um, back to the mountain, it was, you know, they were in there and I just sat down in the chair and I was listening. You know, and Ed was like, oh, man, sit down. You know, like, I'll never forget it. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy, man? Like, you talking about Ed? Man, yeah. I'm like, this dude, bro, like, come on. I mean, I was the thing in my mind, like, bro, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. Like, I know it's cool, you know, it's, you know, it's got nice toys, whatever. But me personally, I could care less. I mean, But bro, then Chris started to know, share. But then that night is when Chris started sharing. And, you know, I... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, then Tony came in, then Dave Altus came in. It was like, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. And then that led to Chris being baptized by his father. Like, you can't, you cannot, you can't make this up. Yeah. If you saw it in a Hallmark movie, you may be like, oh, that's cool. But you like, you had to be there to be like, what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, Yeah. Like, we're, like, we're up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, man. The guy's going out to the hot tub, and dude's getting dunked. The dude getting baptized by his pops. Like, Powerful. Yeah. Dude, like, that's just... Um, so, so let's... Uh, just for the sake of... Because, I mean, we've kind of been talking around it. Just tell us a little bit about Kenny. Just what... Where did you come from? What what has God done in your life, man? Uh, I mean, you could, I, I know enough about it. That's why I'm asking that... Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm from California. Um, I'm the oldest of uh, 14 kids. Um, I was born to a 15-year-old mother. Um, 
my father was 19. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not supposed to be here. You know, that's the, uh, that's, that's the coolest thing. You know, and the greatest thing, you know, is that, you know, when you, when you think about the process of a person's life and how a child is supposed to grow um, and how they gain, you know, all the things that they gain from their mother, um, unfortunately, you know, by being born to a young mother, you know, my mom really didn't have that guidance. She didn't have that other side of things that most people have, mm. you know, like a supportive husband or supportive parents and, you know, things like that. And my grandmother did the best she could, but, um, you know, it ultimately led to my mom, um, you know, trying to get an abortion. And, um, you know, for long story short, it didn't work. And um, the only thing that I can show for it that any doctor would ever say is possible is that that saline acid drip that, you know, they started and, um, you know, my mother said that, you know, she could feel me kicking in the womb. She could feel me going crazy. The fetus was just going nuts uh, as they started. And uh, obviously what I get from that and from hearing that story and then being who I am now and seeing what my hands look like, you know, it's like the whole entire time it was happening, I was covering my face and I was guarding myself. And as it started to happen, the only thing that I can show for it was these scars on my hands. And uh, it's crazy to even think about how an abortion can start and my mother can get something in her mind, something would click in her mind and she'd be like, no, stop, I'm, I'm done. And then for me to be born. And then going back into looking at this book and knowing my story and, and being able to know that God was with me every step of the way. Um, and no one knows why. No one knows why, you know, um, you know, she decided to stop it. I mean, all he had to do was stick that needle in there and start sucking my brain out. You know, uh, because when, if you look upon abortion is done, uh, you know, the fetus will scramble, right? Uh, the fetus will kick, it will, it will, uh, you know, shake vigorously, as it says. Uh, you can look it up. It's, 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 a, it's a scientific fact. Um, but there are people who, when they experience that inside their bodies, they decide that it's not what they want to do. Uh, and I always have said to myself and to other people that I've felt comfortable sharing my story to that, you know, I thank God for the right to choose and for having a conscience and for my mother having a will um, and the right conscience to do the right thing. Uh, they never were Christians. They never were people who believed in, you know, abortion being wrong. Uh, so uh, for me to hear that and to ask my mother why, uh, it's insane. Uh, but as I, as I get to know more of my story and who I am, um, it, it, was all, it was all God. And I'm here today because uh, there was a purpose uh, is why I'm here. And uh, out of the millions of kids every single year, right, who are murdered, uh, literally only 2.5% make it. So we, we talk about the 1%. I'm part of the 2% of okay. that time. Uh, I may not be wealthy, right, and have all these things, but I'm part of the 2%. Uh, 
um, and, I'm, and I'm happy to be here. I grew up my entire life being in foster care. Um, I was in 12 different homes, um, and words cannot describe how miserable it was. I can't even tell you how horrible it was. You know, every single day I would come home, you know, and it would be something, you know, from the sexual abuse to the physical abuse, um, you know, the mental abuse, you know, being told every single day, oh, the reason why that you're in this place is because no one wants you. Um, when, you when you hear that in your entire life, 6,976 days, you know, you think about, you know, anyone who has to uh, endure any sort of pain and how you um, can muster up, you know, the ability to uh, persevere. Um, it was all God. I know now that it was all God, uh, that, I, that I'm here, um, and that I was able to get through every single thing that happened to me. There were some setbacks, and there were some things that knocked me down, and I felt like I couldn't get up. Um, and that's, you know, that's Satan, you know, taking a grip on your mind. You know, I, I tried to kill myself a few times, you know, and it didn't work, you know, and I'm still here. You know, he tried to kill me once, right, when I was in the womb, and it didn't work, and I'm here, you know, and then he put it in my mind to do it again. You know, I just go ahead and jump out of that window, it'll be fine, you'll, you'll, you'll be done, no one's going to care. You know, just believe what everyone is saying to you. No one's gonna, no one's gonna give a shit about who you are, where you are, and what happened to you. You just be another dead kid in the foster system. Uh, that's what Satan had me believing in my mind, my entire life. My entire life, they told me that I would never be anything. They told me I would never amount to anything. I wouldn't be able to do anything in my entire life because no one ever wanted me. Uh, but if I, what I know now about how, you know, Jesus. Uh, you know, came and he died for me so that I can live through through him. Um, it's crazy. I think about Ephesians 5, 8, uh, where it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteous, righteousness, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. You ask me why I share my story and why people like Rob exist and people who are persistent like him and, and encouraging you to tell your story to other people. And I think about this verse. Find out what pleases the Lord. And what I get from this process and reading this book and doing life with people is that sharing my story, no matter how hard it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is for me, it pleases the Lord because it allows me to be who I am but then still recognize the fact that where God has brought me from. And, you know, you know, seeing my family, you know, and, and why I went through what I went through and the process and the you know, the, the parts of my life where I am today. Um, if I would have gave up on my wife, I wouldn't be here today. That's just being honest. If I would have gave up on my wife, or my wife would have gave up on me. You know, I, would, I wouldn't have went 
to the mountain. So, you know, it's not it's not about us, like, being strong men and being mighty. But when you have that person in your life who doesn't give up on you, you know, God sent my wife to not give up on me. He knew what was going to happen. <laughs> he already knew. He already knew that I wasn't going to love her right. He already knew that I wasn't going to be the man that I'm supposed to be. He already knew. And he gave me the right person because she stood by me. And now she's pregnant with my with my baby. So you know you you think about the redemptive community and and walking with men, but in reality, you're not only just walking with men, but you're walking with your spouse. Mm -hmm. You're walking, you know, with the person who God sent to you to walk with you, to to help guide you as well, and uh, you know. I'm nowhere uh, by any means out of the woods, you know. Um, I have my struggles. I have the things that I struggle with. I don't sleep. I have nightmares, um, you know, but I try to sleep. I'll pray about it. I have my wife pray with me, uh, you know, and I'll tell her, you know, hey, when I fall asleep, you know, say a, say a prayer over me. And sometimes I can feel her praying for me. And that calms my soul. Um, until you experience that, until you uh, know what it's like to have another man pray with you or pray for you or just getting a message of someone saying, hey, look, man, I'm thinking about you, man. Uh, it does wonders. Um, it's not always as, you know, so serious as, oh, I got to meet with this person and, and talk to them. Sometimes people just need to know that people are there. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it's just, it's that simple. Is knowing that someone is there, uh, and that's really what it boils down to, and that's where I'm at. Um, that's full disclosure. Um, yeah. That I still struggle um, with my identity um, and knowing who I am in the body of Christ. Um, Bro, since I want to say something real quick, I, I you know I, I never gets old hearing you share, and and for me it's just another reminder. God is mighty. He's big and he goes deep and wide to pull people out of the mire and the depths for his glory. And the fact that you already realize it is, is so cool. And, and part of my experience, and I know you can say the same, Troy, is, is it takes a few years for us to, to, to gather our marbles. You know, as kids play with marbles, it takes us a few years to pull all the marbles together and it takes us another few years to learn how to play with our marbles. Um, and, and so uh, don't take that in any way uh, of me saying that, you, you know, you, you're, not, you're not there yet. But just know, man, you did, as much as you're persevering with school, um, and, and, I mean, where you are in your life with your, your, your wife and kids and, and the sacrifices that you're making right now to keep it all together and going, it's just going to be so, so cool. Uh, in three, four, five years to look back and go, wow, that sucked. It was tough, but man, God is so good. We know he's good, but it's just going to be really, really cool to be able to walk with you through this because I know you're not a guy who's going to give up. He's not, God's not letting you, has not let you give up yet. And, and your story is so powerful that you already are realizing that you're supposed to sort this stuff out and, and give it back to people, whether it's, it's big brothers and big sisters or or however you get whenever you get a platform you're the guy that keeps saying yeah man i'll step up and, and share my story with guys and you're not scared of it anymore you're not scared to hug men you're not scared to cry <laughs> yes. i mean 
I mean, but 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 you weren't you didn't you weren't real keen about some of this stuff last year. But we've sat here and watched this happen. You know, we we've we've watched this, these things these the veil be torn from what we thought was truth and the way things were about Kenny or about the Lord. And we see that they're not because you too realize the value of being transparent, vulnerable, and intimate with another dude for the sake of the glory of God of revealing our identity so we can have life to the full. And, and it, it, it truly has been an honor and a privilege to get to walk with you, and I'm so grateful for our friendship. So I just had to validate, and I, that's why I slid that picture of your family in there because, man— we got to focus on the good that God is up to in our life. That's part of that orientation process is who you are. You, you know when you were in the womb, when your mother almost aborted you, that God had a plan. You knew that. You know that. So you know who you are in God. Where you are, you're in the kingdom of God. You're heavily opposed. And, brother, I know. I mean, you're, you're a warrior in the sense that you understand uh, security and, 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 and how to protect people. So you understand how to observe an environment and, and see the threat. And um, so we're in a great war, and, and you get that, but yet you still persevere with getting through the details. And, but, and I know you know because this morning of what you get to do at 10 o'clock, the good that God is up to in your life. So it's just having those three reminders on, an, on a, a regular basis from real friends who will come along you and say, wait a minute, bro, whoa, you're off track a little bit here. Let's let's get back to the fundamentals. So sorry to interrupt, Troy. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that at, the, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter who's listening. It doesn't matter if you're a man or female, whoever, pastor, people who think they have it all together, <laughs> people who think they have all the right answers, you know. Um, you know, everybody starts from somewhere. Yeah. Everybody goes through the process of being rebuilt. And, and everybody goes through that refining process of becoming who they are and who they were meant to be. Um, and no matter if it's now, if it's tomorrow, if it's next week, Five years from now, ten years from now, when God gets a hold of you and when God shows you who you are, who you're meant to be, and who you're meant to be to show others, that's when the real deal starts. For me, it was a year ago. It's still uh, every day now uh, that I have to remind myself um, that I am not walking alone. That is the biggest misconception that people have about other people is that they are walking alone is that they, they have to do this alone, and that they have to read their Bibles by themselves, and they can't have a DNA group of three or four or five men who are, who are on a more intimate and more personal level. People think that they can, they can go uh, throughout life without that, and I'm one of them. Yeah. That's full, again, honesty and transparency. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those people who thinks that I don't need to do life with other people. Yeah. I can do it every now and then, and I can get a good taste of it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh. Yeah. But when it's in you and you get it and you keep getting it, and then you start to see, like Rob said, what the good that God is doing in your life, you know that the process that you need to go through has begun. And it's just about being real. At the end of the day, you need to be real. You need to cut all the crap and all the BS and all this mumbo-jumbo and I got it all together you know, you just, at the end of the day, you have to lay yourself down and say, you know, that I am ready. And that's what I did on that mountain. I went on that mountain with the understanding that I didn't want to get to know anybody, 
uh, and that I didn't want to be transparent and I didn't want to open myself up. Uh, and then it led to God doing what he is supposed to do. And that's showing me that when you're amongst others who are like-minded, who love and care and want to see the good in you, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And that is the God's honest truth, that anything is possible. The, um, so while you're talking, I mean, while you're talking, um, uh, I, there, I keep getting this image of you surrounded by an armor of light, just like almost angelic, like just surrounded by this armor of light, strong, impenetrable, God-ordained, powerful, magnificent armor of light. And inside of that, you're there, and you are filling out. Mm -hmm. You are healing, you are growing, and you're growing into the man that God has made you to be. And there's this protection over you. It's crazy because the whole armor of God is what I think about. And I, I have this pin that I wear when I protect uh, our pastor on, on Sundays, and uh, it's a whole armor of God pin. Yeah, I, I, I can see you covered. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you don't go to our church, so you wouldn't know, right? Yeah, and, and, um, and I just want to encourage you. God has got the mm -hmm. protection over you, over your family, over your wife, over your marriage, over your future. It is all set, and you Though you may not feel like you fill out or you are all, you're getting healed and you are filling that out. And bro, you're going to be, and you are dangerous in the best sense of the word. And I love, I love that Satan has been kicked in the face mm -hmm. with your life, with your family, with your kids. It is, God's got the last laugh. And God was overseeing you in the womb. Hmm. And God's going to walk through your entire life, man. And, and just, Rob, well done, bro. And, and just for those that are listening, they'll have this context. We're talking about a Heart of a Warrior retreat with Zoe Ministries that's done in Goshen, Virginia. They've now started one in Colorado. They do it every year. So just a plug there. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. um, this is, this is, uh, we're, so, I'm so grateful. And I know you guys can say the same for Michael Thompson and oh, yeah. him. Um, and, and, you know, and our respective churches and the church families, the people we do life with, there's no mistakes. You know, you can't make this stuff up of how God works and how God weaves. And it's not always a bed of roses. Life is not always just easy and charming because you've got Christ. I'm in the most challenging season of my life, more challenging than when I was in the mires of alcoholism and drug addiction. Because I know now. I know what I didn't know before. Yeah. And, and to, to try to keep and maintain the character and integrity uh, that I've been uh, bestowed with is not an easy feat when you really just want to say, screw it, give up, and, and just take the easier way out right. or to do things to numb you. And I know that that's not the solution or answer. i got to stay focused on him, the mission I've been called to, and, and that's just going after the hearts of other guys because it's life-giving. It's, it's what gives you life is when you see another man come alive. And, 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 and if you understand the premise of discipleship, 
if I just go after you know two guys a year and walk with them, and then challenge them to go after two guys, and then then they challenge, you know, it's just it's a it's it's a great pyramid scheme, if you will. <laughs> but we can have yeah we can have more impact in twenty years than any one pastor could have if we just follow that model. Yeah. No, I, I amen. And, and just go tell well. the good news. I mean, it's yeah. exactly what he's saying. You know, I, I did it last year, and I've already invited. Several men yeah, who, who come, who now come, that's you know, awesome. and, and, and ones who want to go on the retreat and want to do other things with us. So, um, so why don't we why don't we close off, Kenny? Would you pray for just pray over this and pray over just pray, and we'll close it out. Thanks, right. guys, so much. Thank you for having us. It's yeah. an honor, Troy. Thank you. It's really really a privilege, Father God. We come to you today as humble men, as broken men. We come to you as men with great esteem, Father, for knowing the process and who we are and the lives and the steps of those that will have an effect on our lives and vice versa, the effect that we will have on others' lives. I thank you for the fellowship and for this, this time that we've had to discuss and to be transparent and to open our hearts and to talk about wounds and to talk about healing, and to talking about what you do, and, and how you, you put it within us, Father, to, to be good stewards. One thing that we, we get as men is that our character is our fate, but our godliness and our holiness and our likeness of Christ is what makes us, is what ascends us, is you provide us with the gift to reach others. And just, Father, I, I pray for Troy, for the ministry, and for the podcast, and how this podcast may reach another man or many men across the world who may be wondering what are the next steps that they need to take, who are wondering if, if they are like Rob, if they are like how he is, Father, how persistent he is, the heart that he has. The, just the, the candidness of just being full frontal, transparent, in your face, and just ready. We, we, we need some of those people. We need people uh, who, who have that boldness. We need people who can be humbled in the same breath. Father, we, we thank you for what we have come from. And from the process of where we are going, Father. And, in, and just knowing, Father, that every man who is listening today, that this current season, Father, is not their end season. Amen. And that the processes that we go through and where we are in our lives and every step that we take from here on out and from before, Father, has already been thought out and placed in the book and, and been given to us by you. You already know what our next thoughts and steps are. And we just thank you for the forever forgiveness the forever forgiveness and the love and the kindness and the sternness of showing us where we are and where we're going. Yes, Lord. I thank you for both these men, Father, and I thank you for the process. I thank you for the fellowship. We ask that you be with us all in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you were encouraged. 
If you would like more information about The Kindling Fire, just go to thekindlingfire.com. You know, the podcast is only one-fourth of all the cool stuff we've got going on. Uh, We have a seven-day devotional called Become a Sign and a Wonder. It's a video devotional that I send directly to your phone through Facebook Messenger. Uh, You can find out information about that at thekindlingfire.com slash wonder. Uh, Also, guests that come on the show are blogging every single week that I get to deliver directly to your inbox or through Facebook Messenger. Go to the website. You can find more information there and the blog. And the last thing we have is for entrepreneurs or anybody else that is starting something. Uh, It's called the 30-Day Firestarter Challenge. Uh, There you can... You'll get 30-second videos for 30 days of inspirational quotes and scriptures that will really help get your fire started as you are trying to create and start something um, in your life. Thank you so much, and be awesome.